Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody, it's Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady. We are here in episode 205 in the series, Common Complaints About HR Departments. And we are going to discuss right now top complaints about HR from managers. What do we have, JC? Oh, there's some big challenges on the table. And I think that Ms. Wendy today, the HR lady, is going to have a few solutions for you or suggestions on how to solve those. To start off, Organizations today face a variety of HR problems that require attention to keep employees engaged and happy. Employee engagement is a key part of the overall success of your organization. And 71% of executives agree with that, believe it or not. 71%? Yikes! No, that's good. That's a good thing. (laughs) It is a good thing. I feel like the past um, you know, a couple years specifically because of uh, uh, COVID and all, COVID and all the laws and everything that is, has been challenging that HR has risen to the top. Finally, we have finally have a seat at the table and like a real seat at the table. The problem that I do encounter and I have a feeling is what we're going to discuss the same complaints uh, about HR from managers is not all HR people are true HR people. They're wearing the title. Um, they were shoved into a role, maybe not necessarily voluntarily. <laughs> and they, you know, People think that HR is paper pushers. Um, and we already discussed in, ser- in episode one that uh, many people think that HR is a puppet of the executives. And in some cases, that might be true. So for my listeners, our listeners today, please don't be that person. You know, we need you to really understand what HR is and making sure you're not being old school HR, which means if you're mostly pushing paper, let's go ahead and use technology and fix that a little bit. And, you know, we should not be afraid of technology, even AI and chat GPT, which we could talk about another time because it's so cool. Uh, also frightening, but we're going to be doing a podcast on that soon as well. Aren't we, JC? Oh, absolutely. You know, um, so, talking about the employee engagement, Wendy, it is a big problem of a lot of organizations as they continue to adjust to remote work and the new normals nowadays. And according to a study by Sherm, it could actually cost between $30,000 and $45,000 to find and train a new manager who makes $60,000 a year. And this makes employee retention even more important. So when we're thinking about employee engagement, there's a lot to factor in there. Yeah, I find... um instead of employee engagement, we have disengagement. And, you know, I want to talk about that a little bit, because what does that mean? There's all these keywords people throw out and everything. And there's always a new keyword every couple months. And we're like, what the heck is going on here? But how do I know my employees engage? You know, first of all, are they showing up to work? Are they doing their job? Are they doing the bare minimum? Are they going above and beyond? Uh, I know me personally, COVID like drained me, you know, the, the COVID era, all we did was work, work, work. And I even, um, was just posting a bunch of articles, um, on my social media, uh, this, it, and there'll be p- posted shortly as well that there's all these articles out about disengagement and it, and it's saying, um, 
during the beginning of COVID, people were actually more engaged than they've ever been. And I think it's because people were trying to just hold on to something. You know, the world is shaky. Nobody knows what's going on. Kids are at home. We're at home. You know, there's all these rules going on. And a lot of people turn to work to dive in. And then they kept doing that. And they kept doing that. And they kept doing that. And now 2023, they're like, whoo, I need a break, man. Doesn't mean they're quitting. Doesn't mean they're not going, um, they're not doing their job, but maybe they're not working the 60, 70, 80 hours they were before. Maybe they're not putting on 125%. I think most people, most uh, business owners would be happy if their employees even put in 70%. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need to be running 100% all the time. We need to make time for that chit chat and that small conversations And when you have those conversations at work that it's not always work, 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 where you're talking to your fellow coworkers virtually or in person, you get to engage them and you get your employees to care about each other again. And when you care about each other, what do you want to do? You want to help them, right? Exactly. It's, it's really, uh, what it sounds like what you're describing is basically reinforcing and and creating a, a solid brand for your company in a way. Yeah, an internal culture that says we like you as a human being. Yes, we like you as an employee, but we care about you as a human being. These are all of our benefits, all of our tools, all of our employee assistance programs. And by the way, when we have these conversations and we jump into meetings at work, we're going to allow for chit chat and for people to get to know each other so that, you know, you feel more connected and you want to help your coworker versus just turning off your computer or clocking out and walking out the door. So folks, listen to this. You know, when your employees are complaining that they don't, they feel like a widget or, you know, a cog in the wheel, they need to feel like a human and feel valued at the organization. And that takes time and time is money. Uh, Absolutely. It is. And employees do respect and, and value regular check-ins, training refreshers and mentoring programs from the onboarding process all the way through their time in employment. According to a study by the World Economic Forum, 76% of employees feel burnt out at work. And 28% of those people who feel burned out feel it very often or always, Wendy. And many of those people are managers. Um, I think, you know, we've put, I I can't, I'm not going to say, I think I know uh, the past couple years. And in even before that, we've put so much on managers to help employees, like I just said, but then we forget to take things off of managers. And so uh, HR, please protect your managers. You and your managers, even the ones that drive you a little crazy, you need to be connected. You need to be protecting your managers because managers are HR out on the front line. But now they need somebody to kind of, you know, dump on and say, I need help. I'm trying to help all my employees. I'm trying to get my work done, but I need help too. So we really need to make sure that everybody is working together. And for the executives that are listening, you need to help HR as well. Because if we dump everything on HR, then we're going to burn out HR. And, and the cycle just goes on and on and on. And uh, it's talking super, about that super cycle, important. That cycle, Wendy, it's that repetitive cycle, right? Top complaints from managers about HR. According to a study by Harvard Business Review, 40% of people who receive poor training leave their jobs within the first year. Managers recognize this, and it is a complaint of theirs about learning and development within HR. 
I was just talking about this with a new client this week. Um, we were, you know, deciding on a not a super fun uh, topic, a training topic, you know, about bias and discrimination. They called it sensitivity training. And, and I said, okay, we're going to put a spin on this training um, for all your management team. I said, this is what we're going to do. I said, because I assure you, nobody wants to go to this training. <laughs> <laughs> I said, as much as I don't even want to do the training, nobody wants to boot, go there. I said, so we need to make it more realistic and get them involved and let, you know, let them make some decisions and make it um, not not exactly fun, but interesting so that they walk away from that training going, huh, I didn't realize that my words have such an effect on people and that it might be considered bias or discrimination. But even more importantly, not that breaking the law is not important, but even more importantly, that it may be breaking my employee's spirit. And that's why they don't want to work with me. So HR, be realistic when you're dealing with your management team and make sure you have their back and are, you know, giving them great training. I've got two last complaints here. I'm going to read off for you. And, uh, I'll just do them back to back real quick. So according to a study by Buffer, remote workers struggle with communication and collaboration with 20 percent of remote workers indicating that communication and collaboration are their biggest struggles. Well, another topic here is diversity, equity and inclusion. They're important factors for HR to consider. According to a study by Glassdoor, 76 percent of job seekers and employees say that diversity is a key factor when judging an organization that rounds out some of the top points for you on complaints from managers about HR. You know, you you mentioned the, uh, the remote workplace and I did too. Remote work is here to stay. I know some big companies are trying to, you know, make the news and change that and everything. Let's see how that's going to go for their employee base um, in the near future here. But remote work is here to stay. Uh, when you're working in person, you know, in many jobs, you're always going to be working in person. But let's just say you had somebody who was working in person and then they went remote and they're staying remote, either at your company or somewhere else. The thing is, in person, we'd grab our coffee. We'd walk by somebody. Hey, cool shirt. Hey, did you go to that game the other day? So we have these natural conversations. With remote work, we we get a Zoom meeting, and then boom, we jump right into the agenda. Managers um, need to be allowed... First of all, they need to be trained and then they need to be allowed to build that fluff time in in those conversations so that we get to know our our people. They can hear a dog barking in the background. Everybody's used to that now. It's not a big deal. But how about we talk about the dog? How about we bring the dog onto the Zoom video? And then we just know now a little bit more about our coworker uh, without being, you know, too personal, but saying, oh, my God, I have that same kind of dog. And now you you connect as a human being and you're like all right i want to help that person so hr help your managers build extra time into their day specifically just to uh you know form relationships with their employees which means i, I can't stress this enough this is the second time i'm going to say it you need to help managers take things off of their schedule which means you might need to hire somebody else maybe uh implement a technology system that helps them do their their job a little bit easier so they're not writing a seven page report uh maybe a chat gpt is writing it for them or maybe an assistant in the philippines is writing it for them you know we can really get creative to help our managers but we have to make sure that first of all we know remote work here is here to stay and diversity is a huge huge item employees might not necessarily know the true diversity of your organization 
because you don't, you know, uh, put out stats or reports or something like that. You don't even collect that data. Managers may not even know what the heck diversity means. And so you need to do training on that as well and what your expectations are of um, promoting diversity and uh, hiring diversity and then making sure that diversity. Uh, oh, I want to just really stress this before we wrap up here. Making sure diversity is not the only reason you do the hiring because that's going to really slap you in the face big time because employees are going to know that that's the only reason you hired somebody. With that said, thanks for listening to episode two of our five-part series on common complaints about HR departments. We talked about common complaints overall and common complaints by managers. Thanks for joining us. We'll see or you'll hear us soon. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.